1: I
2: am awake. Welcome to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I'm your host, Wakunjahade. Hey, kareki to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local and national native news and events. And as you know, native issues are human issues, ogama, and human issues are native issues.
3: And this portion of the show is brought to you by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice.
2: Hey, I just want to, before we get uh, with the news, and it's a heavy, heavy uh, weekend here, I just want to uh, give uh, prayers to uh, the families and uh, of the victims in the Los Angeles area dance hall, and uh, also uh, Tyreen Nichols' uh, prayers to your family. Um, it was another Rodney... Rodney King situation. Now that we've seen the tapes on uh, uh, Tyreen, and uh, our prayers go out, and um, it's it's a sad day here. But uh, we have Ogamo with the news, and I want to get going here. And we're also Ogamo, we're going to have Bob Blake from Red Lake on and Dr. Stately. So we've got a jam packed show, so I'm going to hand it over to you right away. Ho.
3: Hey, miigwetch for that, Robert. Buju, Anin Relatives. This is Ogama Kwe. and uh, I have some news for you here on Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. Uh, The story that I wanted to talk about today is one that I think people have been waiting to hear for quite some time uh, here in the uh, United States. Uh, The IKEA Collective uh, put out out a press release uh, about this uh, just over the weekend on Friday, and um, on the 18th, there was a uh, police raid uh, by in the state of Atlanta, uh, which resulted in the death of an um, environmental activist. Uh, activists and San, San Antonio uh, indigenous and Latin community um, are having a visual for uh, the deceased Manuel Tortuguita Esteban Pérez Taran, uh, who was the climate activist killed by Atlanta police on January 18th. The press report le- uh, reads that local and in- and local indigenous and Latin community organizers will be holding the vigil at Breckenridge Park's uh, Husque Pavilion in remembrance of Manuel payez Turan, who was shot and killed on Wednesday of last week by an still unnamed Atlanta police officer for protecting an ancient forest. Uh, The event will take place at Breckenridge Park, which has symbolically been a local point of contention between the city of San Antonio and its residents due to plans to rehabilitate the park. Um, the deceased Tehran was a part of a group of forest defenders who were working to stop the destruction of the Wailani forest in Atlanta. And the reason that this forest was going to be destroyed was to make way for a $90 million police training force known as cop city. Tortuguita's murder by police is setting a dangerous precedent in the precedence in the country, um, for the climate movement and is considered the first killing of a climate activist in the United States. Uh, This really sends a very clear message that capitalists and politicians and corporations are more important than everyday citizens and constituents. This also um, is a big red flag for the militarization of police forces and uh, using those as a way to defend those interests. Tortuguita's family has roots in Venezuela and their mother is currently living in Panama. Um, As an Afro-Indigenous person, they are also another victim of police brutality, which pervades the system of policing as a tool to oppress Black, Indigenous, and Latin people of color as well, and to silence movements that go against the interests of capitalists and corporations. Want to give a shout out to Jennifer Falcon at uh, Indigenous Environmental Network for sending over this press release for us. Um, the quote on this says that the murder of climate justice organizers by police is an eventuality we have been holding our breath for since Standing Rock. Police brutality and violence is a part of the climate justice movement. Historically, we have been tear Tear gassed, shot with rubber bullets, sprayed with water cannons and attacked with dogs, and now they have escalated to murder to end our movement. No one is surprised that the first person murdered by the police for protecting the land was Indigenous, but they will not be intimidated and will continue to fight for all that is left to save. Stop Cop City, protect the Welony Forest." Again, the vigil for San San Antonio, for Manuel Tortuguita Esteban Payas Taran is Monday, January 23rd, which is tonight at 6.30 p.m. at Breckenridge Park. And uh, our prayers are out to the family of this uh, young warrior who was uh, killed by police. I've been doing a little bit of research on this, Robert, and it turns out that uh, the police uh, raided uh, the training site that these uh, activists were using um and apparently in the um training center site um it has uh, apparently it says the protester killed by police on January 18th at Atlanta's Public Safety Center training site allegedly after shooting a state trooper has been identified and seven others have been charged with domestic terrorism so it sounds like there was um a shootout that happened at some point. Um, There's seven additional people during that raid uh, who were charged with terrorism. Um, And then there was a trooper that was wounded. And as of right now to protect uh, the, identities of the wounded trooper, the Georgia Department of Public Safety has said that they're withholding the identities of those who were injured uh, on the police side. Um, But they have released the names of the other people who have been charged with uh, terrorism. Um, However, they have not stated the specific actions that constituted the alleged terrorism. And there were also three people who were at the site who were allowed to leave after giving their names to police officers. So I'm not really sure. Um, What's happening with that. Um, It says that the trooper underwent surgery and is recovering. So the trooper did not um, die as a result of what happened during this raid. But, um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of things at play here. but, and and it's it's disturbing to me that it was the police who came in and um shot somebody over building a police training facility Robert I don't know if that sounds um a little bit ironic to you.
2: Yeah, um very sad and also I don't know I can't help but think Ogoma about uh peaceful protesters being harassed in different states and different police departments now um um, th- this is our constitutional right the first amendment uh, that we're talking about
3: Absolutely yeah and um uh, many many places are um you know putting in these anti protest laws uh throughout the US and you know I I am for one frightened by this Robert
2: Yeah uh, definitely. And I think one of the things, Ogma, that I grew up on in the 60s, and uh, I was a child of the 60s and a, a teen in the 70s, is that this was one of the things that we could do as citizens of this country is to protest and to, and to uh, speak our minds. And, and now uh, certain parties are, are, are thwarting that and uh, making laws to make make us the criminals um, and make the peaceful protesters, the criminals. And we see, we've seen that and experienced that in line three. Um, we experience that, um, you know, where there's, I mean, just what we're talking about, you know, Leonard Peltier still being in prison, you know, uh, just, it goes on and on and on that there's different forces in the government and, uh, people that are, are holding us down. And, um, it's it's something that we have to be you know native roots radio i'm I'm awake and we have to be awake about it. and so thank you again for this important news uh, Ogama uh really
3: yeah Megwitch for the space to share it and uh prayers are up to our climate activists and uh, their allies who are mm, considerably shook and horrified uh, by this by this murder and uh prayers are out to uh the family of tortuguita
2: hey and again thank you ogama with the news that you don't hear anywhere else uh you're listening to native Brits radio presents i'm awake and up next bob blake we'll be right back stay with us
4: Get vaccinated while discovering the inspiring work of Native American STEM professionals. The Department of Indian Works St. Paul will host a COVID vaccine clinic on Saturday, January 28th at the Science Museum of Minnesota's Native American STEM Day. Get your shot while enjoying a live DJ, activities, STEM student-led panels, galleries, and exhibitors. Plus, get $50 of gift card incentives when you get vaccinated. So let's get vaccinated and celebrate Native Americans in STEM on Saturday, January 28th from 11 to 4 at the Science Museum of Minnesota. Admission is free. Take care
5: of your community by joining Metro Transit's Adopt-A-Stop program. Show your community pride by adopting a transit stop. Join us in helping keep the stop and your neighborhood beautiful and report any maintenance needs to us. We'll put a sign at the stop recognizing your efforts, plus you'll get 10 free rides every month. Get details at metrotransit.org slash adopt. That's metrotransit.org slash adopt.
2: of Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. Hey Ogamai, you're on mute. <laughs> What's it's, this portion it's brought to uh, you? About? Monday,
3: isn't it everybody? Uh, oh. This portion of the show is brought to you by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
2: Hey, we're here with, uh, Bob Blake from Red Lake. I always like to say that at least one time that you're on. And we're here with Robert Blake, who's a director of, uh, Solar Bear and Native Sun. And we invited him on a couple days early to talk about, um, you know, the native or the uh, solar with the solar, solar bear with the solar news. Ho, hey, it is
6: Hey, what's going on, Robert?
2: It's Monday.
6: <laughs> it's Monday. Hey, you know what? I was thinking too, Robert. You know, as I was thinking about like the stuff that we should be talking about, we should be also talking about like all the great stuff that's going to be happening around renewable energy, like the 100%, you know, clean energy bill. um, You know, because we have this blue governor, we have a blue, we have a Democratic governor, we have a Democratic Senate, we have a Democratic House and all the great legislation that's up there right now um that is currently happening at the state capitol right now in our state capitol right now i think it's pretty cool right now
2: yeah we we talk about that and it's it's great because uh you know they're talking about uh, funding education which uh you know when i was a kid bob uh people came from all over the world to see how minnesota did their education and now we've fallen so far behind because of funding and now hopefully uh the triple uh trifecta here will uh, support our education
6: well you know i think one of the, the things that you know that i don't think we really pay attention to is like the environment that is around our kids right and how the kids internalize that environment right and right now they're um you know, they're they're currently talking about the solar for schools and getting more money into this program um, that schools around the state of Minnesota can apply for and get uh, solar energy put onto their school. And um, what's really cool about this program, Robert, is that, you know, this is going to save that school district, you know, a lot of money through the years for having school, for having solar on top of their schools. And, right. and, um, they can use that money towards other programs in their district.
2: Bob, you've been talking about that for years and it's amazing to hear that this is coming to fruition. Um, it's just been an idea when you first came on the show and now it's, it, things like that's happening and it makes so much sense.
6: And, and what's really nice too. And, and I, you know, I, I want to be able to say this to our legislators, whoever is listening and. And, um, and also to those of you, you know, the constituents, right, because we put them in power. But let's remind these legislators, too, that, you know, that even if a school district doesn't own that particular school, because that's one of the requirements, right? You, a school district has to own the school um, to have the, the solar on school. I think we should include uh, places like tribal, um, tribal uh, nations, you know, and, and their school districts and, um, you know, and, and some of the other schools that, you know, charter schools or whatnot that, um, can be included into this uh, program too, because um, you know it's really important that um, we we reach out into these other communities too um, that can benefit from renewable energy. And and let's and let's just think about it, like just being able to have like that visual and planting those seeds with our youth, because you know let's let's think about it, Robert. We we're leaving this this next generation with a very big problem. And I'm thinking that if we start planting the seeds early with them and we start talking to them about the environment and why it's so important to take care of it, you know, they're not going to make the same mistakes that we have, you know, they're, they're going to take care of this place better than we have. You know, it's it's that John Cougar Mellencamp song, you know, uh, the future generations on the travel. I hope they have a better understanding. Like that's what I'm kind of thinking that's going to happen here. If we, if we take these initiatives and, and we put like, like Sol- like solar on top of these schools.
2: You know, it's really funny too. Um, you know, when I was a kid, people would empty their ashtrays on the road, um, trash everywhere, and I remember Mad Men, uh, the TV show Madman about about ad, ad executives in the 60s. I remember seeing a scene where they were having a picnic, and what they did was when they were done with the picnic, they just shook their rug and all the trash off the rug and just walked away. And so each generation uh I feel like has gotten smarter about this uh in in many many ways but that always seemed really ironic but it also in the 60s I think that was <laughs> that's kind of the way things were people weren't educated about where this stuff goes and who picks it up and cigarette butts last for thousands of years.
6: And and you know and and that's why I say that you know Um, it's that it's, I think it was Confucius that said, if you, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to plan for a year, plant rice, if you're going to plan for 10 years, plant trees, but if you're going to plan for a hundred years, uh, educate children, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like that's, you know, that's really the key here is, is, is education. And, and I think that if we focus in on that, then, then obviously, you know, I think that, um, you know, our children um, are going to do a lot better with our environment than, you know, I think previous generations have. But, Robert, there are so many other good things that are happening up up, up at the Capitol right now. I also want to talk about the 100% uh, clean energy bill um, mm-hmm. that is currently being pushed by organizations such as Native Sun Community Power Development, everyone, um, uh, MN350, uh a lot of our other uh uh organizations that are pushing for this bill to happen so i i want everyone to 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 learn about that um and to contact your legislator and say hey you know we need 100% clean energy in our state we can be the california of the midwest and um i think that uh you know we can lead by example here with with especially with uh with this all blue legislation that we currently have
2: I like what you said there about California because there's a politician here in Minnesota that says we are getting just like California here and I don't know if he meant that as a slam but uh it's a good thing as far as we can, are concerned with uh uh energy and um our uh, ultra liberal liberalism Boy, that was hard to say <laughs>
6: Yeah yeah right I mean um you know if you if it's something Robert too I've been talking about is the Tribal Energy Advisory Bill, the Tribal Energy Advisory Council, House File 1647. And you know I've been pushing this for five years. Well, guess what? The state of New Mexico has formed their very first Tribal Energy uh, Advisory Council. Um, and that is going to be uh, coinciding with our Public Utilities Commission. Um, I mean, the Public Utilities Commission in New Mexico. So this is exactly what I'm talking about. Um, kudos to New Mexico for handling this and getting it done. State of Minnesota, we can be the second place that does this. Um, and, and so that's what I'm pretty excited about that New Mexico did this. Um, and of course, uh, the state of Minnesota can do it now. Another thing that I've been working on, Robert is creating a tribal green bank. So we are pushing for a green bank for the state of Minnesota Um, everyone, please, please contact your legislators, talk to them about this, say you support it. Um, as we know that, you know, what happened in Germany and their revolution around renewable energy all started with the green bank. Um, and that green bank really uh, took off and and did some wonders for uh, the German people and for the economy, um, and for uh, creating jobs in their country. And we could do the same thing here in Minnesota. Um, but let's attach a tribal energy green bank along with it that will serve all the tri- tribal country.
2: So I just want to sh- give a shout out to we're in the Civic Media Network all over Wisconsin. And the 11 tribes should be listening to this, too, in Wisconsin about the advisory council, the tribal advisory council. And I have a national one along with Minnesota and uh, Wisconsin. And also, can you be... Uh, a little more specific here in the last two minutes we have of this uh, segment about what the green bank is.
6: Yeah, so uh, a tribal uh, a tribal green bank will focus in on helping uh, uh, the financing of uh, renewable energy projects in tribal country. Um, as you know that there's been a lot of problems with banking, uh, traditional banking with tribal country. Um, this particular bank will focus in on helping those tribal nations um, complete their renewable energy projects and lending, uh, capital to those communities. So just like a regular bank does, you know, like your regular bank does for yourself and, you know, uh, for the community, it would also do the same thing for, uh, for tribal nations, except that it will be focused in on, uh, renewable energy projects. So tribal energy green bank, everyone I am. Um, that's right, Alice. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get this going with uh, the green bank that we're trying to work on here in the state of Minnesota. So I think this would be a great uh, initiative for, uh, Minnesota to include in their own green bank, uh, kind of like a, a kind of like a section or a section or a sector, uh, but that but this tribal energy green bank will be able to service the whole United States.
2: Wow, that that's totally totally exciting news, Robert. Uh, we got less than thirty seconds here. Uh, take over my show. What else would you like to talk about in the last thirty seconds?
6: Yeah, I would just say please um, watch what's happening up at the Capitol, everyone. Uh, we are trying to pass 100% clean energy. Uh, please support that. Uh, reach out to Chris Conroy and the 100% uh, gang uh, that is doing that. Um, and thank you, Energy Foundation, for supporting all of us energy, fo- uh, energy uh, justice groups that are, that are fighting for a, a better and cleaner future for all of us Minnesotans. And uh, miigwech, Robert, for everything and all the things that you and Ogama do for our community. Love you, guys. Right
2: on. We love you too. Uh, this is Robert Blake with the uh, Solar News with Solar Bear. Thank you so much for stopping in today. All right, up next, uh, Doctor Stately. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio presents. I'm awake. Please stay with us. Hua.
5: Take care of your community by joining Metro Transit's Adopt-A-Stop program. Show your community pride by adopting a transit stop. Join us in helping keep the stop and your neighborhood beautiful and report any maintenance needs to us. We'll put a sign at the stop recognizing your efforts, plus you'll get 10 free rides every month. Get details at metrotransit.org slash adopt. That's metrotransit.org slash adopt. Thanks to everyone who supported AM 950 for the last three years. Good news. The AM 950 2023 calendar is ready to go, featuring photos I took around Minnesota and important progressive dates. If you sign up to become a member with a one-time $50 membership or recurring monthly membership of $10, you'll receive a 2023 AM 950 calendar as a thank you gift. Go to am950radio.com to become a member and receive a calendar. That's am950radio.com. Thank you so much for supporting AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota.
7: The next time you're out in South Minneapolis, make Nightingale off 26th and Lyndale your go-to dining option. It's a comfortable neighborhood restaurant that features a delicious menu of American classics, plus a wide drink and cocktail selection. Nightingale has dining room and bar seating available, plus takeout and delivery. Current hours are 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. daily with the full menu until midnight. More at NightingaleMPLS.com. Hey Minnesota, it's
4: Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, and host of the Bradcast. Weeknights at 7 on AM 950. Winter is here, and
8: there's a good chance your home isn't being heated efficiently. And it's likely because of air sealing and insulation problems. Inadequate attic insulation is the leading contributor to high energy bills, cold rooms, and ice dams. Great news, the energy efficient pros at Snap Construction can fix it all. Stop the heat from leaking out and save. Call 612-333-SNAP or visit snapconstruction.com for your free infrared energy inspection. Install with Snap Construction and qualify for over $750 in rebates and incentives. State and city programs are now offering 0% financing for qualifying insulation upgrades. So call Snap Construction for your free insulation energy consultation and start saving on your energy bills. Call 612-333-SNAP, that's 612-333-SNAP, or visit snapconstruction.com. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed insulation and exterior contractor in the metro area. Visit snapconstruction.com. Would you let animals pick your
4: insurance? Do you really need to experience mayhem to get the best rates? Or how about a celebrity quarterback or fake university saving you money? There's a lot of marketing stunts when it comes to insurance, but what you really need is someone looking out for you. Call Array Insurance and they will work hard to find you the best insurance coverage and rates. To avoid gimmicks and call Cheryl at Array, 763-504-3067 or ArrayInsurance.com. Array Insurance, working hard for you. With a look at your AM
5: 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lillia. Cloudy tonight, patchy fog possible late with a low of 16, then cloudy on Tuesday with a high of 28. Hazel's Northeast offers the most creative comfort food you'll find for any meal of the day. Hazel's is located at 29th and Johnson in Minneapolis, minutes from 35W. More at Hazel'sNE2GO.com. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
3: Hey, this portion of the show is brought to you by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
2: Hey, it's Monday, and we're here with Dr. Stately, uh, Executive Director of Native American Community Clinic here in Minneapolis Twin Cities. Uh, I want to start out, Dr. Stately. I know it looks like you're having a little hamburger there. I know... uh, (laughs) I know, let's go uh, get into a serious uh, health crisis I'm here. Oh, nice. A serious crisis here uh, with uh, the shooting in Los Angeles. And I know you lived in California, and uh, it's just getting so senseless here.
0: It is. Actually, I um, I lived um, in an area that was really close to Mont- Monterey Park, so... When I was in graduate school, I lived in Mount Washington, which is right down the street from Monterey Park. <clears throat> and then um, I went to school in Alhambra. Uh, that's where I went, my graduate school was. And <clears throat> that was really close to like where the second attempt was. And that man was just yeah. there. It's really sad because it was like such a... Um, I was reading some of the um, parts of the news stories that were like, over, I went to the Los Angeles Times, read some of the Um, news um, that was put out there, and I also texted some of my friends, you know, people that I know that I have long-term relationships with. It's so sad because I think one of the things that is, you know, really, um, I think, maybe shocking for people to learn that it was like the there the gunman was an older Asian American male himself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think. A lot of people's first thoughts were I think even my own was like, Oh my gosh, what a horrible thing to do like you know my first thought was like, you know um, you know uh um racially motivated vi- violence, and so I'm glad that we nailed that down fairly quickly, but I think one of the things that's really like just becoming so you know, and I'm, I'm reading the article online, and then as I'm reading the article online, another thing pops up, and there was a shooting, I think, in um, um, at a middle school somewhere or a school in another part of the country. And I was like, yeah. this is like becoming like a regular, everyday thing. And I and I just and my first thought was like, you know, I, we're becoming so desensitized this to this as a society, right? Every single time, like I was listening to an NPR conversation last week sorry i I mentioned the radio station we don't (laughs) typically talk about um but um it was um megan Jacobardi's on point um discussion about um you know national gun policy and gun violence policy and talking about how you know the there's a nice there's a nice conversation in that piece about the history of the of the NRA as a gun lobby right there right. was a period of time where the NRA was not about actually protecting first amendment rights and the rights to carry a gun and the rights to have a gun for self protection that the NRA was more about like you know gun safety gun safety <laughs> and it was also about like um and they they were also like um you know um trying to um support and um and broaden <clears throat> um the country's interest in um hunting and wildlife and those kinds of things and it really was only in the last 30 or 40 years i think since um and and not shortly thereafter where the republican party really sort of like formed this you know very interesting relationship with the NRA, right? And one of the things, and and really made it much more about First Amendment rights, right? The right to, um, you know, and, and um, our constitutional right to carry um, carry a gun, and Second our Amendment. yeah Amendment Two, right? Well, First Amendment is something else, yeah. Second Amendment, anyway. Yeah. See, it's all. It's not all that important. It's even second place. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think one of the things that I just was disturbed by all these things recently is that you know, um, we're we're becoming really, actually, quite honestly, numb to some of it. I think, in lots of places, we are. Certainly, it seems that it's true within the halls of Congress, right? Which is like every single time there's a mass shooting in which. Many, many, many people people die. Um, you know, the president, the vice president, the leaders in our country talk about you know how horrible this is. Never again. But they won't actually act upon it and do something about it. Um, we've had a recent change in gun law. Um, you know that bill that was passed in the eleventh hour last year in um, twenty twenty with. Um, bipartisan bill and that's a that's a step in the right place but I think that you know one of the challenges that we have is until we sort of start to pass some real sensible laws around um, you know gun violence and gun ownership and you know doing the things that we can do to make sure that people who um, are more vulnerable to harming others um, are you know are not given access to, yeah. to guns. And we also have to do a much better job. I think um, one of the things that people I think naturally do within this conversation is they tether the rate of gun violence in um, America to, or into the, in the United States. There's other parts of America, so in the United States specifically, um, and um, uh, to mental health, which is like this idea of like it's not a it's not a gun ownership or a gun <clears throat> registration problem. Um, it's a mental health issue, um, which is, um, you know, I'm a psychologist and am a mental health practitioner, and um, there is no significant link or positive link between mental health um, disorders and, and, and violence. In fact, actually, people who have serious mental health disorders are more likely to have violence acted upon them than they are to act violence upon other people. And so I think it's really important to sort of kind of untether those two things.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a super good point. Now, a point I want to bring up, bring up Dr. Stately, too, is uh, people talk about uh, the violence and the TV shows. And it's like Canada has the same TV shows, basically, we have. I mean, and they're not having any of the problem. And, and, uh, and reports that I've listened to and read about the it's really been amped up since that uh, law was uh, about um, was a 30 day wait that's been, was repealed by the Republicans really Mm -hmm. is amped up since then too.
0: Yep. Yep. And I think it's important that we sort of like recognize that writ large across the globe in terms of developing countries or developed countries, like the United States is one of the most, you know, is, is a superpower. We are one of the most developed, um, very wealthy countries all across the world. Um, people look to us around, around the globe for leadership, except in this area. Um, and like, we have a lot of the same things that, um, you know, um, other, other, other countries have other developed countries have other developed countries have high rates of mental health disorder, uh, other countries have violent TV shows. They have, you know, all these things that we sort of kind of point to. Um, what other countries don't have is they don't have a high tolerance for this type of activity, for this type exactly. of thing. They don't have a high tolerance for, you know, um, the idea of like turning the other cheek or, or um, providing more, um, I suppose one way of thinking of it is providing more um, Value to the to the right to bear arms and the right to have access easy access to to um, firearms um, over the right to um, uh, be protected from harm um, to be you know um, safe in your own community and in your own homes. There's there's a there's a tremendous body of research that shows, generally speaking, that gun owners are more likely to die. At the hands of their own guns than they mm-hmm. are to have somebody else harm them um, they're more likely to have somebody in their family or their another loved one um, within their family so or their social structure die from the from their own from the ownership of their gun than they are um, um, some random stranger right that's just there's just a lot of research that demonstrates that.
2: Well, I, I'm not an anti gun, but I'm anti machine gun. I mean, uh, you know, hand grenades and things like that, that people can still, still get. I mean, you're not gonna, there's only two things that, uh, you know, a submachine gun or a hand machine gun like this gentleman had. Um, it, it's either intimidation or kill a lot of people quick. Um, yep. and, and that's not hunting.
0: Yeah, no. Um, and, I'm not anti-guns either. I'm anti-senseless um, killing of people. Yeah, I'm generally anti-killing people, um, but specifically senselessly killing them is <laughs> is what I'm really staunchly against. Can I quote you on that? <laughs> <laughs> I am, I think you just did. It. I'm on the radio. <laughs> just went out through, through the whole airwaves,
2: all over civic media in the Twin Cities here. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a sad situation here and it's almost numbing. And part of me thinks, Hey, I, I don't want to go anywhere where there's crowds. And the other part of me is oblivious to it because it is so great.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, my sons asked me if I would go, if I, they could go to the mall of America this last weekend. And I was like, you can that whatever you need from the mall of america you can order online and have it delivered to our house and i'm pretty sure the person delivering it isn't going to be carrying a gun and shoot us like so Uh i just want to be clear like i'm not like you know i won't go to those places those big huge super malls where all this crazy activity is happening and people like i like i would just like I, i i avoid it yeah you know they didn't go back to Valley fair after somebody was there with a weapon either. Like, there's just like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm erring on the side of being extra cautious. Right. And, you know, I, I struggle with, I str I struggle with this issue within my own family and within my own, um, um, extended family. Um, I have a relative who has many guns. I have like, you know, relatives who use guns and, and for hunting and all kinds of things, but I struggle with it personally.
2: Yeah. I hear you. Hey, Doctor Stately, uh, can you h- hang on another segment here with us? Yeah. Awesome. Hey, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio presents "I'm Awake," and we're here with Oguma and I are here with uh, Doctor Stately of Native American Community Clinic here in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. We'll be right back after this short break. Please stay with us. <laughs>
3: COVID-19 is still here. It's not too late to get your booster. Staying up to date with vaccines can help you protect yourself from getting seriously ill from COVID-19. Get your booster at the 360 Colburn Clinic, operated by St. Paul Ramsey County Public Health, for a chance to win one of five $500 Visa gift cards. Each week in January, a winner will be selected from eligible persons age 5 and up who got their COVID-19 booster. To learn more and schedule your appointment, visit ramseycounty.us slash booster.
4: Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at HowlingForWolves.org. Let's live and let howl. Getting vaccinated doesn't have to be boring. The Department of Indian Works St. Paul is having a COVID-19 community vaccine event on Friday, January 27th that will feature music, crafts, art vendors, and more. Not only will you get to enjoy some great art, but you'll also receive $50 of gift card incentives when you get your shot. So protect yourself from COVID while having some fun enjoying Minnesota's vibrant Indigenous art scene. Again, that's Friday, January 27th from 3 until 7 at the Indigenous Roots Cultural Center in St. Paul.
1: This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves. Please join Howling for Wolves on Wolf Day, Tuesday, February 7th, 2023 at the minnesota state capitol you can sign up on howling for wolves event page howling for wolves protecting wolves for future generations
2: welcome back to native roots radio presents i'm awake and this is robert pilot
3: hey this portion of the show is brought to you by howling for wolves protecting wolves for future generations Oh,
2: we just like to see Doctor Stately's. Uh, we do that twice every Monday to see Doctor Stately's wolf dogs uh, go crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: They don't do anything <laughs> now. They're like probably sleeping.
2: <laughs> hey, uh, we're here, Doctor. You want to see my
0: like how my like Ojibwe howl lips, like my mm-hmm. <laughs> like where. Uh, <laughs>
3: Hey, hey fun fact uh like when we're talking about uh ojibwe howell lips also known as ojibwe pointing lips uh the baby just learned how to point recently so that's pretty exciting
0: with her fingers or her lips, uh,
3: her lips mm, the lip point she can do the finger point she knows how to do it but she doesn't see it very much but uh this week she started doing which time is pretty to name,
2: time to name her time to get her a native name <laughs> <Yep>.
8: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> hey, yeah hey dr Staley, it was good seeing you uh this week uh or was it when it was, was it well. friday it friday. Was
0: friday last friday it was fun. yeah
2: yeah definitely Ple- and it was a pleasant thank surprise uh, that
0: was awesome our breakfast say that again thank you for buying me breakfast that was very oh, nice i just evening. wanted
2: to hear you say that again over the over the live air <laughs> thank you and, and uh, <coughs> uh is raising her hand i think she might want breakfast too
3: no, no, I think I, I could do my own breakfast, but, you know, I had a question. We were talking about gun violence in the last sure. segment, and I had a question that I just wanted to kind of like pose generally to the ether. Um, I was doing some research here on gun deaths in the U.S., um, and I can't really find anything that um, includes whether or not police deaths, like people killed by police, are included into like the statistics of gun deaths, gun murder in the United States. And I I can't really find a good article that like tells me that information. Um, It sounds like there's about a thousand people or more in the U S that are victims of uh, murder by police that are killed by police. And um, you know, of, you know, some 30,000 people that die of gun violence in the United States. It doesn't tell me if that 1000 is included in that number or not. So just a curiosity question there.
0: I, th- I think generally speaking. Um... Oh, oh we just we lost lost it, Dr. Just...
3: Stately, went on mute.
2: Yeah. He's still on mute. I think his, I think his headset fell off there. Those sacred ears he has there. Oh, uh, he can hear now.
0: Sacred ears and I'll like I'm smudge him real quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh I think generally speaking, the, so like when you look at national, so a good place to find national stats on like gun and gun violence um, and those kinds of things would be like the Department of Justice or the Bureau of Justice. Um, uh, um, and what I would say is that probably there's, so the, the rates of gun violence and death by gun violence don't sort of like, they don't typically break them out into categories of like, well, this is murder. This is not murder. They kind of right. like they they some they sometimes do. So you can you can actually go onto the national website. And sometimes look into the database and drill down and see like accidental death, how much are suicide, but like gun violence is this really broad category that sort of like um, includes uh, a, a huge number of like um, uh, um, related cases. One of the things that was profound about listening to this conversation with um on um on on point by with megan jacobardi she's the um guest host of on point and national public radio when they were talking about this issue um at this on this interview last week um there was a there was a woman who had started um about ten years ago she just she's leaving the organization this year so in twenty twenty two or twenty twelve 2013, she started um an organization called Mothers Um Fed Up or something like that. And she, you know, she acknowledged in her interview, she's like, Well, I'm a white woman and I was really upset with like, you know, seeing this type of gun violence and you know, shooting kids and killing a bunch of kids in schools and things like that. So she like organized and mobilized in her community. And when she when she um when she Looked into it more with more intent and deeper, she realized that, like she, as a white woman and a woman coming from privilege and background, she 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 didn't understand that the overwhelming amount of gun violence that impacts you know um, the, our country is actually significantly greater impact on Black and Indigenous, and people of color communities, right. Um, right. that these kinds of situations like um, like Black, Indigenous and other people of color die at um, the hands of guns and gun violence and gun-related deaths at a much higher rate than the rest of the population, so the general population, also known as white people. So that's kind of like how they separate that out in terms of research. So one of the things that's really profound is like, you know, when you When you stop and you step back and you look at it, it's like these large mass shootings they're they are becoming a little bit, a little bit more frequent in our culture, which is alarming to me. You know when I was a young kid i didn't see a lot of this kind of stuff happening when I was in my a young child in the sixties and seventies saw other forms of violence all all the time you know, but this is a a different different time for us um, however um When you look at it from that perspective, you go, oh, well, this is perhaps one of the reasons why it's not changing as a policy very rapidly, right? If many, many more white people died at the hands of gun violence, right? um, We'd see some immediate changes in laws, I I believe. Right. But um, that's that's a stark sort of like, you know, discussion I think to have sometimes.
2: Well, it's a good point and I think it bleeds into a lot of different areas like uh, I've always talked about uh, in St. Paul, Minnesota here, the the graduation rate was like 52% at the most of my tenure and Let me tell you, if that was white kids, this would be an emergency and we didn't handle it like an emergency, you know, and we just went, well, that's great because 20 years ago it was only 19% or, or whatever the comments were. And to me, that's just racist. Yep.
0: Yep. And I think one of the things that's so like, I can just kind of bring it down to the local level, since you mentioned St. Paul, the capitals in St. Paul and the and the governor and the lieutenant governor and their cabinet today unveiled um, his bill, another part of his bill, which is around health, safety and housing. And um, you know he proposes to spend a significant amount of the surplus that's available right now and also some bonding initiatives. To um, significantly infuse more support for just to, to um, make equitable and equitable investments in health, equitable investments in housing, equitable in, um, investments in public safety, and these are really critical things that um, need to be um, uh, made um, uh, to change the outcomes for our communities and for our for our families and our and our and our loved ones um, writ large across um, the state of Minnesota. Um, We have been harmed greatly by the pandemic. We have been harmed greatly um, by other um, and by large systems, right? Health systems, public safety systems, those kinds of things. It's time to sort of change that conversation and make these investments. So it was nice to see the bill introduced and hopefully it will get passed.
2: Yeah. And I know they want to spend a significant amount in education too, because like we were talking earlier Mm -hmm. in the show that we've been, uh, we've been shortchanged for many, many, many years here. Uh, So um, good news here in Minnesota.
0: Yeah. The governor is um, well known for saying he wants Minnesota to be the best place to raise a family. And certainly Minnesota is first in a lot of things are in the top three education, great place to live, safety, all these other things. It's a wonderful place to be, to grow up, primarily if you're white. It isn't such a great place to grow up if you're um, a person of color. So,
2: Thank you, Dr. Stately. Uh, great to see you again and listen to you. We'll be back tomorrow. This has been Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. Free Leonard Peltier now.